Hello and welcome back to the Football Fan Central podcast. Today is going to be the last podcast of the season and it's going to be quite championship orientated. I'm joined by Tom Challoner, who's a Fulham fan like myself, and let's get straight into it. So first off, Tom, Leeds eventually ran away with the league. They had a great season. Uh, would you say that the lockdown break helped them? Because in past seasons, towards the end, they've kind of ran out of gas because of their high pressing style. So yeah, would you say the break helped them? I think they probably did because before lockdown, they were one point between Leeds and West Brom. And in the end, it was 10 points and they easily finished first. Uh, But I think what happened last year with falling apart against Derby in the playoffs, I think Bielsa would have made sure that Leeds secured at least the top two. So I, I think whilst they were much better, they won their last six games after lockdown. I think they, regardless of lockdown, they would have gone up anyway. Yeah, no, I think you hold a good point there. Bielsa has been a great manager for the last few years and he's always, you know, played all right football. And this year, obviously, it's paid off and he looks like quite a nice guy, to be honest, quite humble. I've seen a few videos of him. And yeah, fair play to Leeds. And on the last day of the season, it went down to the wire for second place. West Brom were in pole position. Like you say, it was kind of them and Leeds who were fighting for first place the whole season. And in the end, if we were, if Fulham won and Brentford and Brentford drew and West Brom lost, we would have actually got second. But obviously, West Brom did actually manage to get the point in the end. And Brentford's loss mean West Brom went up. Would you say that West Brom were the second best team in the league, or would you say that us or Brentford do kind of run, give them a run for their money? I would say over the whole season, West Brom were the second best team in the league, but. After lockdown, Brentford were much better than West Brom. Brentford won their first seven games after lockdown and then lost the last two, obviously. West Brom's last four matches, they only got three points and they drew to us, Blackburn and QPR, and they lost to Huddersfield, who were struggling down the bottom end of the table. So over the whole season, yes, West Brom were the second-best team. After lockdown, Brentford probably were, but anyone but Brentford. So I'm quite happy with West Brom going up. Yeah, no, I think you're right on that. And I think it was a stat that you told me about Brentford's uh, now the only team not to go up with over 40 goal difference. So it does show that some games Brentford were like, you know, really good. Like I think they beat yeah. Luton 7-0 at one point and stuff like this, like crazy stuff. Mm. Um, but then obviously some games they weren't up to scratch. So I think West Brom do kind of have maybe a bit of consistency and Brentford yeah. are quite uh, up and down. But yeah, like, like I said, uh, Brentford lost on the final day of the season and that was against Barnsley. So Barnsley ended up staying up due to a 91st winner against Brentford and then a 93rd minute winner against Forest. How well did they do to stay up, first of all? Well, extremely well. Credit to them. They beat then fifth place and third place with Brentford and fifth place Forest, um, which... I thought that's just amazing for Barnsley. Uh, they also beat us 3-0, I think, earlier in the season, which they did the double over us, which was a shame, but never mind, we went up anyway. Whilst Barnsley have stayed up pretty well, extremely well, you have to feel for Wigan with the uh, 12-point deduction. And if Wigan hadn't got that 12-point deduction, Barnsley would have gone down. And Barnsley did only win three after lockdown, to Brentford, Forest and one other. So Barnsley... I'm pleased for them, but they're very lucky Wigan were deducted 12 points. Yeah, no, you're right on that. Um, 
that like you said, they did the double over us and we've been quite good this season. So it does show they're quite a good side. Mm. Obviously they got Cooley Woodrow and he's doing quite well for them as well, which is good to see. Um, and yeah, like you say, they did, they won those two teams. So it shows they had the fight to stay up. And you mentioned Wigan there. It's really unfortunate, isn't it really? Um, mm. They played quite well against us on the final day to get a draw. And then because of, you know, dodgy owners, the club gets punished. Um, and yeah, like like you say, it's quite unfair. Going down with Wigan is Charlton and Hull. Uh, I just wanted to say quickly on Hull, since Bowen and Grzycki have left Hull, they've really been in the mud. It shows that they've only really relied on those two because since they left, they went from seventh place, so just outside the playoffs, to bottom of the league. Um, do you think Hull will bounce back and get back up to the championship or do you reckon it's kind of going to be like a Sunderland? They were a big team once and now they're going to spend a few seasons down there. I think they'll be like a Sunderland. I can't see them going back up straight away. Uh, they don't have the players. They don't. I don't think they have the manager, but the manager also doesn't have the owners. So, and you've got a feel for Hull fans because they were four, four years ago in the Premier League, but they're now in League One. They also lost eight nil to Wigan, which no team should be losing eight nil. So I don't think they will go back up. I I don't think Wigan will either, because of the unfortunate point deduction. Charlton maybe might go back up. Uh, I don't really want them to, but they might. So Yeah, knows? no, Charlton are, Charlton are always kind of between League One and Championship, aren't they? I feel like that's kind of us with the Premier League. Um, always a bit up and down there, kind of that with League One and Championship. Um, and yeah, Hull, I think, I don't think they had the players in the first place, to be honest. I think they were quite lucky to be seventh just with, you know, mm-hmm. Jared Bowen and Grzycki, but Obviously, that hasn't worked. Um, and now without them, there's no chance they're coming back up from League One. I think they're going to spend a few years there. And that's with the players they've got. I imagine a lot of their players are going to leave now as well. And just quickly on League One, actually, going up to the Championship is Coventry, Rotherham and Wickham. Um, I wanted to focus on Wickham because technically they wouldn't have even been in the playoffs if it wasn't for points per game. So they still had a game in hand. Obviously, there's no saying whether they would have won it or not so it's kind of hard to say they should be in the playoffs but then it's kind of hard to say they shouldn't have been do you think they did deserve promotion in the end obviously they did win through the playoffs but do you think it's a bit of a strange way to go up uh I do think that I think I think league one and league two should have definitely finished their seasons uh I think it's really unfortunate I think Stephen Stevenage went down from league two and they had a game in hand over the team above them so uh, that I think points per game finishing like they did is not right, but the majority of teams in the league voted for that. So Wickham, I think, have every right to go up. They they wouldn't have been in the playoffs, but in the end they were in the playoffs and they are the best team in the playoffs because they've won it. So yeah. credit to them for going up, uh, but I think I really think they should have finished the season like the championship. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that. If they're sending teams down like you say with Stevenage but then also allowing teams to go into the playoffs I think that is probably quite unfair um, but like you say if the majority voted for it I guess that's how it works isn't it yeah and and onto the playoffs the championship playoffs now so Brentford lost their first game against Swansea um, due to a great IU goal which was which was great um, and Henry got a red card overturned 
who was their left back. Um, did you think Brentford were going to bounce back in the second leg? Uh, no, I didn't, to be honest. Uh, and that's not because any bias against them because I'm a Fulham fan. But to lose three in a row to Stoke, Barnsley and Swansea, bearing in mind Stoke and Barnsley were both near the bottom end of the table, it's, it would have bl- and to miss out on automatic promotion as well uh, would have been really hard on Brentford. And Brentford, they weren't, they, I don't think many of their players have experience of being in the playoffs. So I didn't think they would bounce back. I thought Swansea looked really good. Uh, I think it was unfortunate with Brentford for the red card, because it wasn't a red card. And uh, that was a bit unfortunate, but I don't think that would have changed anything. Swansea did look the better team, I think. Um, so I didn't think they bounced back, but good on them for bouncing back. I was surprised. They played really well. Yeah, I see what you mean. To be honest, I think I thought they were going to bounce back. I thought they were going to win the first leg, to be honest. But I see both sides. Um, They didn't play well in the first leg. And like you say, they didn't play well leading up to the playoffs. So, yeah, like you say, fair play to them for bouncing back. And on to the second playoff, the second first leg. It was obviously our team, Fulham, playing against Cardiff. And really, we absolutely dominated them. It was a great match to watch. We had 13 shots. Cardiff had six. And we had 63% possession. And how did you feel after that win, first of all? And were you confident that we would be in the final? Well, it was a great performance by Fulham, I thought, especially the second half. Tactically spot on from Parker, I thought. Really, really good. And Onoma's goal and Cabano's free kick, I think two of the best goals in the playoffs this season. Uh, Especially Onoma's, I thought that was just really, really good. And I was very confident we'd be in the final. No team has ever overturned a 2-0 a yeah. goal, dif- goal difference, if you like. So um, I was confident Fulham would be in the final. Um, bearing in mind, we had won 2-0 away from home and we still had the home fixture. Yeah, exactly. I think the fact that it's away from home makes it even better, really, that we went to their place and did it. And like mm-hmm. I said, Brentford then played their second leg and Bruce passed Swansea. Um, now knowing that Brentford were in the final, were you kind of nervous to play them or did you think that we always kind of had them in our back pocket? Uh, I wouldn't say nervous. I'd say probably worried because we had they had done the double over us and we hadn't even scored against them this season. So I was worried but confident. Uh, obviously, I've got to be confident. Otherwise, Fulham, uh, what's the point of supporting a football team? Swansea, I thought, were just too easy to beat. Again, they weren't very good. They didn't play nearly as well as they did against Brentford in the first leg, and Brentford were really, really good. So I was wild but confident, but only mind nine times Brentford had lost in the playoffs. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Um, we were always, you know, going to say, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to win, because, like you say, what's the point in being negative if you're going to support the team? But I think in the back of my mind, I was always quite um, worried to play against yeah. Brentford. You know, like you say, did the double over us this season, um, played quite well in both games. And we hadn't scored against them yet. We then went into our second leg, knowing that we'd be playing Brentford. And, you know, you were saying, of course, that no team has ever overturned the 2-0 uh, loss. But they Cardiff did their best job, didn't they? That was nervous to watch. Um, both games ended 3-2. And it's meant there was going to be, obviously, the West London final at Wembley. But were you nervous during that Cardiff game when Cardiff scored? Because I tell you, I was definitely. Uh, I was, yeah, especially, well, I mean, they scored one goal to start off with and we scored about 
30 seconds later, which was great. And when we scored that, I thought, well, that's that's done. That's great. We're fine. Then they scored a second one in the second half. Uh, I think Tomlin's first touch or something. So I was I was quite worried because Cardiff did look better. But then if you look at the stats, we had 21 shots, nine on target. They had 13 with seven on target. And we had 61% possession. So we looked like we were the better team. I think it's just Cardiff took their chances. So credit on to Cardiff for making it difficult, but well, and it may it was nerve wracking, but I don't think they would have overturned the two nil goal difference. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And again, it's something that game obviously wasn't as good as the first leg, but like you say, the stats still in our favour. We still look like the better team, and that's something that we we've seen this season. And luckily, it was a game where we could afford to lose by a goal to eventually uh, get through to the final. Into the final, the game kicked off and I would say Fulham looked the better team. Obviously, there's going to be some bias, but the neutrals have said it as well. Um, do you agree that we looked the better team, first of all, in the first half? Uh, yes, I think we had two chances from Onoma. Uh, and I don't think Benford had... I think Benford had very little chances. So I think we were the better team in the first half, but it was very cagey as all playoff finals are. Um, so it wasn't, a, it wasn't a great performance in the first half, but I think we're be- definitely better. Yeah, I think you're right. And and for the rest of the 90, I'd say we still probably had the better chances, but really it was in extra time where it kind of all kicked off. Mitrovic came on, um, was that just before extra time, I think it was, uh, and then ended up choke slamming Marcondes, who said we should fear Brentford. Now, obviously, if you don't want to promote violence, that was the wrong thing to do. But that is karma a bit, isn't it? Saying that we're supposed to fear them. And obviously, yeah. Kenny also got that slide tackle on him. Um, and, you know, that's great. It was uh, silly from Condes to say that because it just gives us, the Fulham players, something to fight for. Uh, but I think the karma really is winning. I think Mitro's Mitro. Even if that was anybody else, I think he probably would have done it anyway. Maybe it was because Macondes has said that beforehand, but uh, I think the karma really was the winning, winning against them and not fearing them. Yeah, no, I think you're a hundred percent right on that. And Brian opened the scoring in the 105th minute with a free kick that caught David Raya off his line, um, which apparently is something that Parker had discussed in training. It's a tactical mastermind, if you ask me, and it's a great goal. How much credit do you give for Parker and the backroom staff for this? Lots of credit. Um, he remembered, Parker remembered from our game at Quarian Cottage versus Brentford's first game back after lockdown, that David Rea did that a lot for free kicks. Very aggressive starting position. Uh, and so Parker remembered that and he took advantage of it and told Brian, Brian then had a shot. It was a great shot, bearing in mind it's the 105th minute. You're all tired, you're nervous, felt you had to get a goal. The second goal came from Brian again, and who would have thought that really? He made a crazy little run up the pitch, which I was quite surprised about because usually at this stage of the season, Parker's getting everyone behind the ball if we're winning that late on. Um, And he saw a little one-two with the main man, Mitrovic, and Brian was through on goal. And next thing you know, Fulham are 2-0 up. How are you feeling at this point that Fulham were really going up and that was that? Uh, I couldn't believe it, to be honest. I, I thought, as you said, every time we're 1-0 up, we're putting 11 players behind the ball, defending, trying to keep hold of that 1-0 victory. So to get another goal was 
incredibly unexpected. Uh, it was a good goal as well. Brian tore that defence apart. Mitro involved in an, yet another goal for us. And I did feel Fulham were going up. 2-0, three minutes left. Very rare that you get two goals in three minutes. Uh, but they did get one back. I was a bit nervous, but never mind. Yeah, yeah, like you say, they got one back, but nothing came of it. Um, and at the final whistle, for me, I felt like it was quite, you know, not real. Um, obviously, we'd all been predicting scores before the match. Um, I think you might have said 2-1, did you? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you got that bang on. Um, but yeah, we were all predicting scores and we were all obviously predicting full of wins. But like you say, there was that thought in the back of my mind that they'd done the double over us this season and we hadn't scored against them. Uh, so yeah, for you, did it kind of feel like a bit, whoa, we, we've gone back up to the Premier League and we've done it over Brentford? It did, it did. Because we have to remember Brentford finished third, we finished fourth, so we're the underdogs. They got plus 42 goal difference and no team has ever been promoted, has not been promoted over 42 goal difference. Um, and two seasons ago against Villa, we were the favourites and we were the neutrals choice. But this season, we weren't the favourites and we weren't the neutrals choice. So I, whilst I was hoping Fulham would win, I wasn't expecting it. And I think that was re- just great. Really, really good that we won. It was a great performance by Fulham. Tactically spot on again from Parker. And I think we deserved it in the end. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, like you say, Brentford were the favourites and they did get very cocky. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. what Marconde said. And also Thomas Frank was asked, do you think Embuemo, Watkins and Ben Rahama will stay next season? And he said, yes, because we're going to be in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But clearly it's like they, they kind of dug their own grave in a way. Um, yeah. Got very cocky. And like you say, the, the real karma is the fact that they lost. And a question I did want to ask is, do you think they will go up next season if they keep a lot of their players? I know Ollie Watkins has an £18 million release clause, which is ridiculously low. And Ben Rahama is also attracting attention from a few Premier League clubs. Do you think they'll go up or, or not? If they keep the BMW attack, uh, I don't see how they won't go up. Uh, they were third best team in the league in the end and so now they're the best team in the league technically so I, it wouldn't surprise me but it, if they if they keep hold of Watkins and Ben and Rama then uh, I'll be surprised because I, I don't think they will stay I think they'll go they'll both be playing Premier League football next season uh, and I think I, I don't actually rate Thomas Frank as much as some other people I don't. I think he just has a very good squad, and we'll see if he loses some of their good players. See what they can, what he can do. But if they keep the players, yes, they'll go up. If they don't, I think that's. I think is a mid-table finish. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think I see what you're saying about Thomas Frank. Uh, I think the reason why people are saying that he's made this squad great is probably just because the players have stepped up a bit more. Maybe not necessarily because of the manager. I mean, obviously, he's an all right manager. He yeah. got them to a third place finish. But yeah, like you say, um, probably not as good as everyone says he is. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. That will probably be the final one of the season. Hopefully, there'll be another podcast in the next few weeks uh, regarding a preview to the new season. 
don't forget to check out our Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple podcasts and also our social media, Twitter page and Instagram.